podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yes, yes, it is played in full the podcast about television, cinema, and all the stuff on your screen. We need to start reviewing some uh, YouTube videos, you know. Not no smash or nah, smash or nah, like none of them. Oh, like smash or pass. Yeah, none of them. Yeah, nah, just just the top level stuff. Yeah. But uh, myself, Mr. Scully. Like the B stuff. Oh, wait, I've just realised this is your first appearance this year. The, the listeners have probably missed you. Oh, yeah. God, I forgot. Yeah, it is. Hi. DJ, back, back again. I'm back. Hold on. Let me give myself some claps. <laughs> there we go. I'm back. Come back. Come back. That's yeah, a thing. Um, when you're not here, there's no soundboard as well. I know, I know, I know. Now, you know what it was? Listen, I can't lie. I've just been, I've been lazy and I've been going through it. I'm still going through it, but we're, we just, we got to push on, man. We're pushing on, man. We're trying and, you know, this is going to take us to the moon anyway, so it's all good. Exactly, exactly. Um, but we can yeah. only do that if everybody listens, likes, subscribes, shares, all of that good stuff. Exactly. And if you're on Spotify right now, listen to me, listen to my voice. Click on the Paid in Full um, tab where it says our name and rate it. Rate us five star. We are sick. Love. love. We do. And that will be Add us everywhere. I hope Instagram, to see, TikTok. Yeah, I hope to see more reviews like for us. But anyway, um, what have you been watching recently? Last night, I watched a film that I've watched a few times before, but it just makes me laugh. I, I need more comedies. I feel like I've been watching so many serious films this year. Do you get it? That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even though, obviously, Poor Things are funny, but I watch Poor Things. I've watched, like, I've just been banging out cinema. I've watched One Life, which is obviously about the tragedy that was the Holocaust. I watched Zone of Interest, which is also about the tragedy that was the have Holocaust. Have you watched it? Yeah, I've watched both. I seen that in the cinema yesterday. Um, and it looked it looks good. Not not I didn't watch the zone of interest. I saw the trailer. Well, I've double booked myself this week for the listeners. I was supposed to go and watch an American fiction screening tomorrow with a QA. However, I'm also hosting a screening by my friend Naz from Newen, her new uh initiative, Shinamo Village. They're showing an amazing film about uh it's a documentary about the Pakistan football team, uh, Pakistan, sorry, the Palestinian football team, okay. Gold Dreams. It's an amazing documentary. I advise everyone to go and watch it. Oh, so is, that time, film, is, that, is that like the film, the comedy film it looks like? No, no, no. This is a comedy film. This is a serious, serious which is, the, which is the film that I'm talking about? Next Goal Wins. Next Goal Wins. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Gold Dreams is a proper documentary about uh, okay. yeah, the Palestinian team. Super, I like super, it. I like the title, Gold Dreams, Hoop Dreams. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I encourage everyone to watch it. Um, so that's what I'll be doing this week. But last night I watched Fist Fight with Charlie Day, Sick. Ice Cube. Um, I've forgotten her name. Christina Hendricks, the ginger girl from um from Bad uh is it Bad Girls? Bad Girls, yeah. Yeah, she's in she's in other things as well. Um Hank from Breaking Bad. 
It's got a star-studded cast, I can't lie. Yeah. It's got Tracy Morgan in it. It's got um, Kumar from Harold and Kumar. It's probably one of the last big comedy films in terms of a like, huge ensemble cast I can think of. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's not a classic, but it is funny because it has it has all the big comedians in it. Gillian Bell's in it, who is that, who is, she's like the good version of Amy Schumer. You know, that blonde girl who's actually really funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. There's there's so many good people in it. So okay. it's just one of those, like, it, feel, it comes like, a, you know, the like naughty John Apatow films where there's bare comedians and they're just busting jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah deeper yeah. meaning to the film is just jokes. It's just jokes. We just want to have. We just want to have fun here. Exactly. Well, exactly. I've been. Well, I've been in my film bag. Um, recently, been. Uh, I watched Anatomy of the Fool the other day. I can't um, wait to watch that. Yeah, great film. Um, I'm going to watch Poor Things now that I found out the Kersian things are so cheap. They're like four pound a cinema, like a ticket. Sometimes there's yeah, rent yeah. twenty four hours. I'm gonna do that more. Um, Curzon is, and it's one of my favorite cinemas. I can't lie. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Not me at the fool. I watched the holdovers yesterday. Great film. Um, like I said to you, like though I don't think um, Paul Giam- Giamatti, yeah, should be taking home the best best actor award. Personally, I think it should take the best screenplay. Um, but I don't think it should take um best uh actor. I think the the kid who was the supporting character. He should take that because he was sick. I, do, me, I, th- I think he was sick. I like Divine Joy in it as well. Yeah, but for me, my thing was like, as I said to you, like I was waiting for that scene in it. And like, like Kitty said to her credit, she was like, it's more of like, it's an understated um, performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like his facial expressions were, were right on. Ev- and she was right. Her, his, his facial expressions were sick, like at every point. Um, even like his comedic tone and like he, he treaded the line of like professionalism and like showing the real version of him. But for me, like I say, that one scene in Oppenheimer when Killian Murphy's having a panic attack, blood, I hey, I hey. that is cinema. Open, Oppenheimer's cinema. got some action. Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon, as bait as they yeah. are, they got some real action. Do you know what it is as well? I think, I think I'm just on this Oppenheimer to win everything train because I saw that film. I saw the teaser when Tenant, when I watched Tenant in cinema in 2020, and I was like, what mm. is that? Oh, yeah. That is when they teased it. Oh, yeah. I want to watch it. That's what I'm saying. So I just think like, Maybe it's a bit of a bias, so I'm just like, bro, I just want this film. I just want this film to do so well, and it, and like I said, it's the it was the best film of last year for me. Um, yeah, like I don't know, but with all that said, that's what I've been watching. That's what's been going on. Um, gonna watch Oppenheimer when it goes back into cinema. I want to um, watch Tenet again in cinema. That's my favorite Nolan. That's what, you know what? You know what? Come, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. And yeah. uh, I know Dune Two dropping soon, and I want to watch Dune One. Yes. Gassed. Because yeah, I I didn't watch Dune 1 in cinema. I watched it at home and I didn't... Con- well, I felt like I was concentrating, but like I just didn't get it. But I feel like you need to be immersed in the cinema to get it. You see what I'm saying? So I want to I wanna go back to... The, I want to go to the cinema and watch that film and then prepare myself for number two. So if they do like a long seven-hour screening, I might just jump in that. 
I, to go back to holdovers, I really did like it. I watched that at home, actually. Did I didn't you? Want to wait. Yeah, I wanted to watch it and like in a Christmas setting. Cause it's How did you watch it? We're not going to discuss that. Uh, oh. but, <laughs> but, um, you know, Christmas film, I wanted to watch it in a Christmas setting. I wasn't going to wait till the end of January that the UK had to, uh, had to, but I did really like it, but I thought it was a great 8 out of 10. Jude says it's one of the best films he's ever watched. I personally wouldn't want to oh, put it in that okay. place. You know what? No, actually, I remembered that when, like, I was like, this has got to be some fucked ending because why is Jude saying this is the best film he's ever watched? I remember saying that to myself halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a really good film. And don't let this deter you from watching it. They did a holdovers episode, uh, him and Ross, last week. But, like, it's just a really good film to me. Like, I've seen yeah. really good films and it is a really good film. But yeah. like, and maybe I need to watch it in the cinema again. So I'm gonna go watch it in the cinema maybe this week. I just I don't I don't understand what is because it really moves him and Ross and I think Kitty as well. And I just think it's a really good film. But like I just thought, yeah, I I I gave it like four and a half out of five on Letterboxd. And I was like, I need me a good Jim Bean after. But like yeah, I just I don't know. Like yeah, but this it's ain't the whole episode. Let us move on. Let's talk about something that's got the computers puting. Yeah, yeah. Something that's got the shooters shooting, at least in the film itself. Yeah, it's got the shooters shooting. The Kitchen, the Daniel Kaluuya debut. Oh, Mr. Soundboard, I can't lie. I like sorry, that. I like sorry, that. sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I like it. I like it. Yeah. I was very excited for this. I like Daniel Kaluuya as a writer. I followed his career from Skins. So when he was writing and appearing so in Skins. Something to watch, by the way. Skins is fantastic. I think that my is... Ma- my mum wouldn't allow me to watch it when I was younger. And then when I tried to go back... When I try- yeah, when I tried to go back to watch it, I was just like, I don't really get it. And I feel like I've missed the boat. So I feel like that time is, is, is kind yeah, of, it's that's kind why I saw like, really it's, like, it's like that. And it's that, and um, it's that and shameless for me. I couldn't watch. Yes. Parents yes. wouldn't allow me to watch them. So yeah. With good reason, by the way, a lot of drugs, sex, rock and roll. Yeah, but I was like that. I was like that age growing up. So when she told me I couldn't watch, I was fuming. Anyway. Like they were doing, they were doing anyway. Yeah, Saltburn is a great film for me only because it captures that time really well, and we don't actually see that time commemorated. So you see stuff like Holdovers, which is like harkening back to the seventies, and there's eighties star films. But like now, the noughties are twenty years ago, so it's sometimes nice to watch films that like commemorate them that era because it was actually a really yeah. good era, yeah. and um. Back to Skins, I think Daniel did an amazing job on the episodes that he wrote and co-wrote in Skins. Obviously, as a young Ugandan man, I was researching and following his career, thinking, yo, this is sick. I've watched him work on many other things, both as an actor, as a writer. And um, I was really excited for his debut film to come about. What preconceptions did you have of this? Um... When I first saw, and I saw Kano on the bike, and I was like, you know what? No, let me not, not Kano, Kane Robinson. When I saw Kane Robinson there on the go, bike. There we go, there we go. I was like, yo, this looks a bit hard still. Like, he's like a little superhero kind of thing. Like, that's what I thought it was going to be. And I thought he'd be like a, kind of like a renaissance man or like a, 
like a judge dread kind of like he'd he'd um or like a robin hood type like he'd it'd be it'd be the one that everyone calls to is the hero and blah blah so that was my preconceived preconceived when i saw the picture then i saw the trailer when i saw the trailer i was like Ugh. Okay, are we really doing this again? I was like, I was really looking forward to it based on the setting of what I've seen and whatnot. And now, like, it just looks like Shank 2.5. Do you get it? Like, it's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. If if people don't remember Shank, Shank's a film that came out in 2010 or 11? I can't remember. I think even older than that. I I think it was 2011. Yeah, I was was in secondary school because I remember I might have been in primary. Yeah, you might have, because I think I went, that was well, I, went, I, went, I went secondary school in 2009. Sorry to make you feel old. It was in 2009. Okay, yeah, well, depending on when it came out, when did it come out? Uh, uh, March, March 2010. Mm-hmm. Released. So, yeah, um, yeah, so I was in, I was in like, yeah, I was just in year seven when that came out. So, I think, yeah, so that makes sense. I would have been in year 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. He think he believes anyway. He was in sixth form, probably leaving school. But anyway, um, anyway, uh, yeah, no. So yeah, I was like, yeah, it reminds me of Shank, and it was like, do I really want to see it? Like again, is it the same film? That was my preconceived notions. What was yours? Well, I want to argue with that quickly because we see lots of films that are about the same thing, right? So there's loads of dystopian, futuristic films like The Creator, The Matrix, Blade Runner. Like Akira, you can have bare films that are about the same topic. Yeah. Do you know what as well? And you just said all them films there. And I know you said some classics, quote unquote. Um, yeah. But I don't personally like any of them. Just just for me. That's so interesting. I really like Blade Runner. Yeah. Akira is one of my favorite films ever. Yeah. Like, but besides that, mm-hmm. you can have, like, how many times have zombie films been done, for example? No, of course. Like World War well, actually. This is it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And what really matters is if it's done well. And I'll be honest, yeah. Shank, I don't feel was done well. The only thing that I can say about Shank that was done well is that it came out in 09 and it was based, I think, in 2024. And the world actually looks like how Shank predicted <laughs> in the film. So big them up in it. They said that we'd have a government that was not respecting us. People would be struggling for food and benefits. Well, we're nearly there. So, we're nearly there. People eating yeah. pigeon, KFP. This is it. So they, yeah. they predicted the world well, but other than that, it wasn't a good film. Let's be real. Um, So I was still excited to know the premise because I was hopeful that they would land it. Like, they would get it. Yeah. Like I said, tremendous respect for Daniel Kaluuya. Um, I actually went to go watch this film at London Film Festival with Jude. Okay and several other people at the premiere. Um, I saw, like, so at the beginning, they, they bring out the actors involved and you get to see some of them, meet some of them. And you're like, right, okay, this is going to be sick. So they bring out Ian Wright, bro. That's my uncle, bro. Like, I got so much time and love and respect for Ian Wright. I'm gassed. Shout out to Ian Wright, even though you're Arsenal, man. Shout out to you. Go come on. on, man. You know he's deserving respect. He's come out, I'm thinking, Yes. Big unks, that's wavy because he's got such personality and character and charisma. Yeah, 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 of course. You know that he'd be good. It will translate well on the screen, yeah. And to be honest, spoiler alert from now, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Go and watch it. Let's do the spoilers. 
perfect. Yeah, cool. he does really well, man. Like, he does really well. Like, he actually is potentially my favourite character and he does evoke some of the most emotion. Like, Do you know what? I, 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 give, I give that. I give that. My favourite character. I give you. Yeah, I give you that. Yeah. 100%. But, um, who else did show? Hope from Top Boy. Mm-hmm. I, I actually liked him in the, um, in Top Boy, I can understand his reason for leaving, and I thought he had a lot of premise as an actor. In the same way that Michael Ward has shown it, I said, "Yeah, why can't he go on and do bigger and better things in Hollywood?" Right. So I was happy for him that he got casted, and uh, I was excited to see how he did in the role. And again, he did well. Backrow G, again, yeah. somebody who has loads of charisma. I think he did. He did perfectly fine in the thing. I don't, I'm not going to say he was like the best actor of all time, but he definitely wasn't a bad actor at all. Yeah. He might be in his DMX. He brought something that you did, that I didn't expect anyway, I will say. Exactly. So there was a lot going on. And a debut actor in the form of the boy, the little boy, I forgot his name in the film. But, I don't um, know his name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, he was, He, I think, so I've heard some conflicting reports. A lot of my friends have been like, I didn't like it, but I thought he was really good. I thought he applied the, the proper necessary gravitas that you need in that. Do you get it? Like, he was, he really, like a, I like, really a, like a lost boy in, in a big world, in a big, big world. Yeah, yeah. Benji, yeah. that's his name, Jediah Bellerman, and like, like, my friends were like, oh, like, he just kind of got on with it. Like, what stuff was going on, he went to the funeral and all of this. And it's like, bro, yeah, you but know, that's what you have to do. <laughs> you're, this is it. You're in dystopia. Yeah. Your block is shut down. The block that your suspected dad lives in is like the worst ends in, in Britain. You have nobody looking out for you. Of course, you're going to latch on to whoever you see around you and just yeah. get it cracking because there's nothing else. Like, they, I think people forget it's set in dystopia. Like, it's not like everything was roses before his march passed. They, yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were already in the dips. They're already living in depravity. Do you get it? So I yeah. think he had some funny moments. He had some saddening moments. And I think I can see him going on to have a good career. And I really Hopefully. like, you know, or Kane Robinson. I yeah. really like Kane Robinson, man. He is, a, I think he's an underrated actor. I think he, he was one of the better actors in Top Boy. And um, do you know what? Just to just to do that, I thought he was really. Go- I, I never rated him like in most seasons. Yeah, in series three, something clicked. He this is it. Series three, he was amazing, bro. Like, and then, and then series four, like he had good moments, but I just feel like he was like, uh, I feel like it was it was because the character like was doing was on a journey with development, and then like he just fell off a cliff and then the Daenerys thing. It, it yeah. pissed me off, but I feel like Kane Robinson's a very good actor, and I feel like I'd I'd want to see him in a role. I'd want to see him if anyone's listening that's a filmmaker, shout me for the idea in it. But I'd want to see a film similar to like the holdovers, but like a black version where it's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. It's like a- Stop, 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 stop. No more. Let's not give him the ideas, man. We can run that one. We can run that one. Play the full productions coming soon. Yeah, you know what? School, we might have to write that down still. I can't lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might even boop it out. No, I think he's a really good actor. I think he carries season three. And I think part of the biggest disappointment of season four of Top Boy is the fact that Deshane and Sully 
both are played by great actors and both have amazing character development for the first three seasons, which the show just throws in the trash. So I was excited to see all of these people get outside of Top Boy mm-hmm. and do something else. Obviously, the role that Kano has in this, it's not quite Sully, but it's not far enough that he displays something completely different. Yeah, 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 of course. He still has to be like a bit of a hardened father figure. And um, he does it really well. I actually really liked the chemistry between him and Jadaya. But ultimately, the film fell flat in parts. In parts. And I think... I wouldn't just say in parts, I can't lie. Well, yeah, but I think some people are overly harsh in it. Because I think it is a calm six out of ten. Yeah. I think well, I'd give it a five. I'd give it a five. Okay. What do you what do you think the film is about? So make what you think the film is about to the listeners. Film is about gentrification, basically. Mm-hmm. Um and trying to make trying to make your way out, but it's also about caring, it's about family. Um like obviously I'm not I'm not gonna read the synopsis, but like it's just, yeah, it's just about like like cla- like classism in it, basically. Um, yeah. and one of the scenes that speaks out the most to that is when he's in the the building, um, and like he's pressing the thing for the for the credits, um, and he's trying to buy is it the two bedroom apartment for him and the boy? Yeah, and basically, like it keeps beeping at him, but like, and like he's like shit, it needs to stop. So he's trying to bang it to like stop it, and then everyone's like, why? Like looking like why is he in here? Like he shouldn't be in here. Do you get it? Yeah, 100%, 100%. So, like, yeah, like, I, I get that part and I, and I get that it was good, but, bro, like, I don't know, man. Some of the story pieces was just a bit like... And then even, like, for example, Kane's character being my man's dad, like, I just thought that was a bit bullshit. Like, it was like when I watched Woman is King and I was like, this is a great film. And then flipping... They, they saw that the girl had a scar and she was like, oh yeah, I bit my daughter and placed my tooth in her to give her a scar. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, why did, we didn't need, like... Not she could have, I, I agree in Woman is King, Woman is King, she could have, uh, the Woman King actually, yeah. No, the Woman King, sorry, yeah, the Woman King, yeah, sorry, that's what it's called, not Woman is King, yeah. I feel like that was, she didn't need to be her mum. That was so forced, and even even in this, I don't feel like it needed to be that because I feel I think like it could have been unsaid. I think it, it could have been, been it could have been unsaid, but it could have been like ah, oh. even if he would have asked like you're my dad, and he didn't give him an answer. I think so. It's it's clear that he knows, and he explicitly says throughout the film that he knows he's his dad, right? That his mum told him that's why he followed my man out of the funeral home, right? right? Like, yeah, and he yeah, says yeah. later on, like, my mum told me that my dad works in the funeral home. That's, that's part of why we brought her here. And he lives in the kitchen, which means it can only be two two people in the kitchen. He, Kano's mate, played by Demi, who also is a great actor, amazing in Dreaming Whilst Black, really good in this. And I hope he gets like, way more roles. Like, I hope he continues to build momentum. But um, it can only be hit Demi or Kano, and it's clearly Kano. But I think from that point on, they don't need to explicitly say it. He doesn't need to ask. It's just implied enough. Like, and it's clear the kid knows as well. But I don't yeah. think it necessarily detracts from it. 
I would say the film is about two things. I would say it's about community. So more so than gentrification, it's more so about the fact that community is all we have when people take whatever we have, right? So when we are in a cost of living crisis and, you know, the government isn't giving us what we need and that the world is is going a bit left, yeah, we're, we're suffering, the only thing that we have that we can rely on is each other, right? Yeah. That is, that is the first moral of the story, let's say. And then the second one is like, the importance of uh, male role models and like the relationship between younger and older men, right? Like, and you see how Hope and Backrow G and the kids who have lost their parents and lost the Kitchener, they go astray and they start moving left. And like, because of anger, they start hitting out at the rest of the world. Yeah. So bursting into homes and trying to take things and da da da, all of this. Whereas on the other side, uh, Benji like connects with his dad and like they stay in the kitchen together and they reconnect for better or for worse. We don't know because it ends in the cliffhanger, right? So I think on that part it is put like it's about like how important those role model figures are, whether that is the kitchen art or whether that is um Kano's character. I've forgotten his name as well. Because the names I don't feel like the names are that important in this. Is he? But um I think there's lots of parts where like the dialogue could have been stronger or they could have implied things and cut things out. Like things go on for too long. Like, like when yeah. Benji's going on that date with Demi's daughter, like, or basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About. That was so insufferent. But then they moved out of the kitchen. So there's no, like, there's no beginning or end to that little story. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, ah, oh, yeah, I got my first kiss. Like, that's it. Like, who replaces the kitchen or like there's like what happens to the kitchen? Because obviously it ends on the cliffhanger, but like what? Do they shift everyone? What's going on? This new estate? Like there's bare questions that are just there that it didn't need to put in those threads via writing. And for I don't me, necessarily add to character development. For me, I just didn't I just didn't like it. I just thought if five is average, it's a five, and it like I said, but like I just I was disappointed because it was it was the typical film that we normally see, but different, but it wasn't different enough. Like even similar with when we're talking about Kane's role, like he was a different character, but he wasn't like different completely, like. I I just I just wanted it to be a bit more a bit more like potent in the stuff that it said, like in the stuff that it did as well. Like I just wanted it to be a bit more like there's a bit of more of a, a, a pointed direction, there's a bit more of a through line. Like I just didn't see that for me. Um I, I it's a, think and it's it could be stronger. And it's a shame, isn't it? Because look, I think the next film that Daniel Kaluuya makes, I'll definitely I'll definitely be there and I wanna be at the like the screen and then that. Um, but like, yeah, this was just a bit like. He's got a good enough good credit with me. I'll be honest. I see him as a, a a bit of a role model, and like we have like cross paths, and he's somebody that I would love to work with in the future. But I can't not I can't not honestly say the flaws within this film. Yeah. But I also say it's a debut. So it's like, so earlier today in the chat, we were talking about Attack the Block. And I was talking about why, to me, that is a British classic. Because yeah. as a debut performance from actors that we hadn't seen before and a debut film 
written by um I think it's Ben Cornish, his name is. The guy who went on to go and write Ant-Man. Like, despite the flaws, it still did exactly what it needed to do. It helped launch careers of, like, the composer, the director, Bayega, like, plenty of people in it, like, benefited from that film. And, in general, there's more positives than negatives of that film. I personally feel like there's more positives than negatives in the kitchen, right? I feel like... Or at least... Actually, no, no. Let me say it's 50-50. But what I will say is I think people judge it super harshly. So I think we have this thing with um, art, yeah? Especially black art, right, yeah? How many, like, white films do you know are, like, a four, five out of ten? And they just exist in silence. Like, there's no conversation about them. There's no, like... They don't get cast online. They just exist and they're just over there. Yeah, but you know what, though? I hear ya, and you said this before when we spoke about... What film was it that we spoke about this? You said it's because it's black. I judged it too hard. I think it might have been. Probably paid in full. Yeah, it was that. It was that. It was that. But do you know what? For me, and I always say this, you're on that side of Twitter, innit? We're not on the other side of Twitter. For all we know, bro. Look, all right, safe, innit? I know Barbie's a blockbuster, but we loved Barbie. But there was a side of Twitter that fucking hated it. And it was a side of Twitter that hated it for X, Y, and Z reasons. And some of the reasons, bro, when I deeped it, especially coming from like women and that, I, I got, I understood, and I was like, oh, you know, now that you say it, that could have been better. But like, hundred percent. But like, I, I just don't feel. I feel like because we're, we are like that film is made for us, and it like that targets we're the target audience that it's supposed to reach and I feel like because we're the target audience and we don't like it, that's why we see it so much because many people like like us like a dude um like a kid like like it's 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 targeted towards young black like young black people of ages 14 to like 35 mm-hmm. you know, and we fall within that and, and obviously I feel like and then other people can watch it but like yeah, I just feel like because we're, because we know so many people of that same demographic that it's targeted to, when we watch it, we're all like, "Oh, this is a bit dead," or "Oh, I don't know about this," or maybe, "Oh, you know, I liked this," but then because you've seen so many negatives, that's all. That's all you can see in it. Yeah, I think I think it's difficult because I think we drive so much conversation. Like I said, a, a, a film can come out from another demographic, and it will just be judged as a film. But I feel like there is so much more pressure when something is seen as a quote-unquote black film. So, for example, I think most people who are not black rate Black Panther as a really good origin film. They're like, this is a... But it's a a great superhero origin film. Genuinely, in terms of one of the black first films for laying a foundation of that, it's it's fantastic. One of the worst films. I think Barbie... Black Panther, even everything, everywhere all at once, suffered from the same fate, which is like, they reached a level where they were super successful, yeah, and then people started to talk down on them. And I think that's because the criticisms that come when you're, quote, unquote, let's call it a minority film. When you're at the top. Yeah, I think they're deeper because people, I think the the age-old adage still applies, right? Like, to be excellent if you are non-white or a woman or all of this, you have to be twice as good. I still think that applies. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. This is it. And there's lots of films that come out on Netflix that I can point to and be like, this is worse than The Kitchen. I'll be honest, 
there's films I've watched. I'm not even going to talk about them yet, yeah? I'll tell you off air, but there's films that I've watched that are Oscars nominated, yeah? I watched them after I watched The Kitchen, and I was like, this is worse than... And I've watched Kitchen twice now. And I'm like, this is definitely worse than The Kitchen. Say it with you, say it with chess, say it with chess on air. Okay. Maybe it's not... It's, okay, I'm hyperbole. It's not worse than The Kitchen. <laughs> But it's the most overrated hey, film. Hey, listen to the listen to the what? Go on, go on. No, no, no. But it's the most overrated film, yeah. And I'm gonna watch it again, yeah. But I think Zone of Interest is so overrated. It's so <laughs> overrated. I think the score is done well. I think it's directed amazingly. I think they use light and sound amazingly, yeah. But yeah. people saying that is the most harrowing, like, um, depiction of like the Holocaust and genocide that they've ever seen because it's so, like, normal. But when you watch it, yeah, you understand what I mean. I think it's really clever how they show the evil and the tragedy of the Holocaust without yeah. showing a single violent scene. Like, you don't directly see any death. Oh, but people just be people just be disappearing? Yeah, basically. Let's say it like that. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Like, it's really clever how they do it. It's really smart and it's really intricate. But, like, it's not as groundbreaking or harrowing as people say. Like I said, the light and sound, the use of it, like technically, Zone of Interest is incredible. Technically. Yeah. I think it should win one best score at Oscar Oscars. I think it should win like best line, all of this. But people talk as if it's like it's going to finish you. I watched One Life a week before and that moved me more emotionally. And again, you don't see a single violent scene. Like it's just about a guy trying to help Jewish kids escape from Nazi occupied okay. Prague, right? Like, mm-hmm. And that confused me because I'm like, Zone of Interest is a film that is getting all of these plaudits and Oscar nominations. And I know the people who are listening to this podcast are going to be like, you're a heretic, you can't say that, that's mad. But bro, the hype that this film has compared to what it is, and the fact that nobody talks down on it, everyone's just like, yeah, just what it is, it exists. Again, for me, there's other films that are like, either just mediocre or fine and we just don't discuss them, but other things can come under mad scrutiny. So, for example, um, Rye Lane is making a big wave in America. Americans love it. Yeah, they think it's one of the freshest rom-coms and, like, versions of rom-coms that they've seen in ages. But again, yeah. it reached a point here where it got really successful and was nominated for stuff and people were like, oh, it's not that sick. I could probably do that. I think there's an air of familiarity in which we discuss films with that people are like, well, I went to the same school as that guy. Or I'm from the same area as that guy. I could probably do what he's doing. I could make this film. And I'm here to tell you, you probably couldn't. It's harder than you think, bro. Like, it's actually harder than you think. Like, it's yeah. actually really hard to write a script. You know what? I'm, I'm actually going to try and write a script, you know. Yeah, and I'll support you in that. And I'll try and help you in every way you can. I'm going to That's try and write no, no. I'm actively going to write that that idea that I, that I just spoke about. I'm it's actively going idea. to write it. It's a cold idea. But I just think we do this thing where, like, the negative gets, like, because it becomes a talking point, yeah? It yeah. overrides anything. Like, there's no nuance in our conversations. So it's like, we see it a lot with music, right, yeah? Like, if, it's, if an album comes out, yeah, it will either be the best album of all time, or it's trash. It's fucking shit, and nobody. No, but you see, but no, I, and this is the thing, and it, and this is what I don't do, because I don't be saying every album's the greatest ever, and I hate when I hear, I hate when I see that, and that's why I stop listening to people. I stop looking for people on Twitter because once you realize, yeah, that everyone on Twitter was in set eight, your life is nice. Mm-hmm. Once you that's realize it. that everyone, huh? That's literally it. 
like, like everyone on Twitter is not smart in it. They don't know the difference between there, there, and there in it. Like they don't. And my thing is with with like the album stuff or even film stuff or even football Twitter, like just any kind of community on Twitter. Yeah, it's like this person is the greatest, and everyone else is shit because they're shit. That is just not the case, isn't it? Like, just because this one piece of music or this one piece of cinema or this one piece of whatever is great doesn't mean all the rest of shit. Like, just because I think The Wire is the greatest show ever, it doesn't mean that The Sopranos is shit. The Sopranos is obviously not shit. Like, do you get it? Like, and that's what... Like, Twitter used to bug me out in it for, like, a couple of years, and I just used to think, like, it's not all that serious. And now, that's why, like... I've been tweeting a, a little bit more lately, but like at the start of the year, if you clapped, I didn't tweet. Yeah, you did. You did. You did take a little bit of leave of absence. I'm, but I'm taking, I'm taking a bigger leave of absence though. Like I'm trying, I'm, I'm actively trying to just not like watch what people say. Cause I don't, I don't, I just don't care. Because I still, I day, say. have your own fucking opinion, man. Like have your own opinion in it. There is also having your own opinion and seeing how viewership habits change as well. Like I saw somebody say that the wire is too slow and for that reason, power is definitely infinitely better. But this is what I mean though. Like (laughs) power is good. Like, so I have a friend that uh, just watched power and they said to me, oh, the run series one, it's sick, blah, blah. I was like, listen, not to burst your bubble. I said, but it's good. Up until about season four, Yes, yes, exactly. Like, do you know when power fell off? Do you remember when Tommy, Ghost, and Kanan like was walking together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they relinked up again. After then, after then, Kanan came back after the fire. It was a wrap. After then, meaty. Like, don't get me wrong. It had its little bright sparks when flipping Ghost was in the jail and he smashed my man's head. And I thought, oh, it's a dream and it was real. Like, it had its little. But it was ridiculous. The fact he killed that you in the jail and got away with it. Listen, it had its little moments, and it but like for me, yeah, power is just not good. Like the thing with the wire, the wire is slow on purpose. Like I watched yeah. David Simon say, if you clock in the wire, yeah, they don't show chase scenes, they don't show yeah. like other little things because they didn't want the what the viewer to get attached to the action. It's about the story, and once you realize yeah. it's about the story, and you develop your mind, like again, once once again, like once you don't attach yourself to like ah oh, this is the best because it gives me all of these bangers and it's not like do you get me like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not that like you just need to like focus a bit like stay focused and stay on point which the wire does throughout do you get it like, it's all about storytelling and i think yeah the wire is obviously better than power but i think watching habits have changed but i also think there's nuance in the power conversation so like you're saying yeah i think Power is actually really good at the beginning, and then it yeah. falls apart. Yeah, but I've got some series, like, series two, series two, is so good. The way it builds up is so good. But like, for example, Jude will not watch Power because he's like, I just decided it's gonna be shit. It must be shit because so many people <laughs> like it, and like, I think because I've seen the trailer, I know. I love Jude, you know. Like, Jude like, is so annoying. Jude, watch Power, man. It's not that bad. It's not but, like, like but in a nuanced discussion, yes, power falls off, but it starts really well. Like the, like you said, those first four seasons, up until like they the lawyer dies or whatever, turtle from Entourage, shit is is actually quality TV, and then it became a telling over. But to take yeah. it back to the kitchen, the kitchen I think deserves nuance. 
because I genuinely think it's a good first idea. Like I think, it's, and not every debut film that someone drops here is going to be a classic. Not everything is going to be Night of the Living Dead, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or After Sun, or Scrapper, or films like that. Like first time films by someone that have been incredible. Not everyone's going to have flipping a Reservoir Dogs or a Get Out. You get it? like some films are going to be meaty, but they'll get better, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta get you gotta get your miles in on it to to do that. You know, you know what I mean? So I hear and it, and it's like I feel like he have to learn from it. And people need to remember what media means. Media is actually short for mediocre, bro. And mediocre does not mean shit. Mediocre people, means it's people, really people, yeah. Then this is another thing. Yeah, people need to realize that the shortening words and that you actually need to know what the word means. Because I see bare people putting POV. Bro, do you know what POV means? Yeah, it's never a point of view. They're never like, showing it's a point never of view. It's never a point of view, bro. Like, it's, ne- it's never, like, ah, you just really... But once again, like I said, people online were in bottom set. The people that were in top set, they're not online because they're doctors or astronauts. <laughs> You get it, like that, and that's the real. They're probably not astronauts. No, but no, but that's the real. UK, like, UK astronauts get paid forty k a year. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's yeah, it's mad. It's mad. It's mad. I used to want to be an astronaut when I was younger. Nah, I didn't want to go and put in the air still in the vacuum. That's hilarious. Well, I'd like to see how Daniel does with future films. I, I don't think, think it's bad enough to write no, no, I hope not. I hope not. I don't think it needs a sequel. No, as in like, I genuinely liked the ending. I thought yeah. the ending was fine for her, like for what it is. Like, yeah, like yeah. you don't know what happens next. But the point of the thing is, they've connected, they've reconnected, and father son. No matter what happens next, they've got each other. That's how I interpreted the ending. Do you get it? Okay. Yeah. 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 So the, the second you give us a sequel, it's like, well, okay, like what now? You get it, like, like yeah, 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 yeah. to the mix, like where are they going to? I just think it would be unnecessary, but I do think it was. I sh- saw enough good stuff in there, like an understanding of development of story and character that I want to see Daniel's next film and Kibway. Let's give some applause to Kibway, who is the co-director. Yeah, let's give some applause to him. Sorry. But yeah, there's just, it will also be real. Like I said, for me, six out of 10, for you, five. It's not going to move the needle, you know? Mm. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to ruin Daniel's credibility or like he's not going to get another film commissioned. I think he easily will. But it's also not going to, we're not going to look back on it. Like I have mentioned, Attack the Block and be like, yeah, this was a British classic. This, this changed things, like... It's just yeah. it might just come and go, to be honest. Yeah, I hear it. Is there anybody from the cast you want to shout out? Any characters you loved off? Shout out to nobody, because yeah, nah, just no. Nah. I mean, I'll be real, you finished it, which a lot of people didn't. I found that hilarious. I didn't think it was um the, I, I just... I'm a, I'm shocked people found it that bad, you know. <laughs> like Oh, you know what? I just think it was just a bit like it was just tedious to watch, and it like I was watching. I was thinking, bro, when is this gonna end? That's mad. I can't lie. I did click like uh, so. Obviously, um, 
a little bit like about my yeah so far i've been on the gym like i've been going gym four days a week for, for everything mm-hmm. and i remember the kitchen i watched on a sunday and i and i said you know what i'm gonna get some ice cream and just treat myself i have some rich tea biscuits next to me because i love a rich tea biscuits don't get on to me anyway so i'm obviously i'm putting, the, a rich tea. I'm, putting the, I'm putting the ice cream on the rich tea biscuit making a little rich tea sandwich if you ain't done that you need to know Anyway, doing that, and obviously time's going by, but like obviously now I finished the rich teas and that, and I finished the ice cream, so my enjoyment's over. Mm-hmm. So then I'm watching, and I'm like, brother, when's this gonna end? And I clicked my remote, and luckily it said seven minutes. If it never said seven, if it said met that and said thirty minutes left, honest to God, it would have got switched off. Listen, a few people from the pond did not finish it, so. What, you know really what? We need to start. Cool. We need to start hotting up everyone. That's what we need to start doing. I'm not going to do think, this soon, 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 soon. I've watched it twice, and I think I'm genuinely. You watched the kitchen twice. Yeah, I watched the premiere. You, and I, you, I, and I voluntarily. You know I need no, no, no. I need time management um, things from you because I don't know how to do that. I I watched a London Film Festival, and then like a couple of man them came over on a Friday night, and I said, "Yeah, let's watch it again." Like, cause I do you know I watched it again. The first time I watched it, I was like, I quite liked the performances from some of the actors, and like I said, I didn't see it as a film about dystopia or a heist or any of that sort of stuff or action. I saw it as a film about the relationships between men. That's how I saw it, and on the block especially. Okay. So I enjoyed it as that. But then I started seeing everyone else's reviews and what people were saying, and I was like, Am I bugging? Like, yeah, I watched it again. I was like, Ah, right, cool. It's not a seven out of ten, which I originally gave it. It is a six. But I also think that's fine. Like, I'm totally okay with it being a six out of ten. Like, but cool. I think I, I think I'm the only person from Played in Full who would give it an above five rating. Yeah, I like that. But thank you for joining us. What are you watching this week? So I'm watching Gold Dreams. I'm probably. Oh uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna find out why Jude. What's going on with this Iron Claw thing? Because if he's not going, I'm not going Crystal Palace. That's what he needs to realize. So he better I hear it. You better put that to King's Cross for me. Because <laughs> um, that's, that's, that is, I live in Tottenham, bro. Where am I going? Yeah, far, I've never been to Crystal Palace in you my life. You should have met him, you should have met in the middle anyway. Like, bro, like he booked it without telling me. Joke, man. Nah, we're going to cancel that one. Um, nah, I don't know. Yeah. But the thing is though, the thing is that I don't think we can because I tried to book, I tried to book the King's Cross one yesterday and it didn't allow me to. So yeah, they might be all sold out. <laughs> I um I've got a lot of films on my list actually. I still need to watch all of us as strangers. Okay. I still need to watch Anatomy of a Fool, The New yep. Color Purple. Um Yeah. Oh, oh my god, I watched the Color Purple with Jude as well last week. Yes, yes. That was great. Um yeah. A lot of uh you know I was gonna make a joke and I'm not gonna make a joke, sorry. Go on, Karen. No, we we'll just make well, there's some great cinema out. Like every week, there's yeah, no, a great no, no, no. Uh, yeah, so no. I, um, what am I watching? I'm gonna watch Parasite. Um, yes. Quality film. And uh, there's a film on my list that I've been meaning to watch. Ross told me about it, and I can't remember what it is. Yeah, shout out to Ross, my favorite member of the Played in Full Pod. Colorism. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, yeah. Um, shout out everybody who listened. Find us at Played in Full on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We are all over Played in Full Pod. Let me be specific. Played in Full Pod. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back 
next week. Everybody have fun. I'm going to get to writing these characters, yeah? Because I'm, I'm, I'm deep in it in my head right now. Yeah, I like so, it. I think it's an amazing idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a little synopsis of what it's gonna be about, and I'm gonna send it to you. I'm it's gonna get legs. that. Done. I'm gonna get that done. Played in full productions coming soon. Also, right. feel free to recommend films to us. Yeah, like reach out. Yeah, like I want to know some films that you like. And ah, oh, you know, we need to do a poll because I had this yeah. at work. What's better, a Bug's Life or Ants? Because I'm saying Ants in it, but everyone's saying we the are Bugs setting life. that poll up right now on the Twitter. Yeah. It's going to leave up for the week. Go and reply to that film. I'm backing you. Actually, I'm not going to lead the listeners. Let's not lead the listeners. We'll come yeah. back next week. Yeah? Yeah. All right. See yeah. All right. In a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.